Hello, funky listeners, and welcome to another episode of Funk Radio. This is your host, Kyle. And this is your host, Boop, 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 Boop. It's Peter. That's what I meant Hi. to say. Peter forgot to call me um, on Skype, and so he just came in. Um, Hello. So, today we're going to talk about probably the most boring thing we've talked about uh, in our eight years of Funk Radio, but it's interesting to me, so I don't care. Um, I don't know. We've done some pretty boring episodes. <laughs> Touche. We are going to talk about the Skype ringtone because, uh, for those of you listeners that don't know how we function, um, we actually use Skype to basically converse with each other because we don't live in the same place and we record each side of our conversation. And then, through the magic of Peter doing all the work, um, <laughs> we put the two halves together and it becomes a podcast episode. And it becomes Funk Radio. That's how a Funk Radio is born. Yes, that's how a Funk Baby is born. <laughs> yeah, so we, we, uh, I think this was originally, uh, this idea came up, I think, when we were trying to come up with an idea for our 300th episode. Oh, yeah, that's right. This, I think this was going to be the one we were going to do for a while. And then for some reason, we ended up doing something else. Um, but we kept this one on the list just because, like you said, we've, We've been using Skype to not to record necessarily, but to just discuss or, you know, have our call every mm-hmm. for every episode for the last eight plus years now. So it makes sense to talk a little bit about the ringtone that we've heard hundreds of times over the years. Um, True. Probably many of our listeners are probably familiar with it as well. Yeah, very, very good point. I'm sure a lot of our listeners use Skype or have used Skyped. I, I'm kind of curious... With the advent of the uh, pandemic and everyone being at home, it seems like where I would have thought Skype would have been like a much bigger thing, it seems like suddenly that other uh, app, Zoom, just exploded and now everyone's using Zoom for everything. Yeah, I had never even heard of Zoom until the pandemic happened, but then that's kind of the one that I think most people use now. Um, Yeah, it's crazy. I I, I don't know if that was just an opportune time for them to come about or if they had existed for a while but then somehow they became know, one of choice for a lot of people yeah i know one of their functionalities that as far as i know skype doesn't have or maybe it does now i don't know is zoom had the ability to have um video calls with like multiple people it wasn't just one-to-one uh oh, okay. you could have like group calls or group chats or whatever you want to call it well, I know you group can have video group, calls. I know you can have group calls w- with Skype, and you have been able to for a year. I guess I've never used Skype for video, at least Touché. for a long time. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I suppose. I mean, I'm just guessing the reason for that is just Skype has been around long enough that it's maybe seen as less relevant these days maybe. as some of the other ones like Zoom. Um, because beca- like the, it's becoming the, the, like aim. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, the, a lot of the younger kids today, you know, probably growing up with like FaceTime, um, for example, yeah. or if they're doing and you know, it, during this pandemic, if they've been doing um, like virtual school or something for the first time, they're probably using Zoom or something like that. I mean, some people are probably using Skype, but, you know, assuming that Zoom is kind of the biggest market share, you know, a lot of mm-hmm. kids probably haven't even heard of Skype or at least haven't used it much. So, yeah, um, that's a good point. I think maybe I wonder if we're just using Skype out of uh, routine, but haven't realized that over the years Skype has kind of fallen 
to other uh, video calling programs. Maybe. I think the reason Skype was so successful and why it's starting to fall is because Skype was during the advent of computers and webcams. So people were talking Mm. face-to-face through their personal computer or their laptop. Whereas now, more people have video calls through their phone. And other apps have kind of usurped Skype in the mobile market. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like either FaceTime or, you know, Facebook, whatever, Messenger, all have their own video chat apps that are are a bit more ubiquitous on someone's cell phone than, you know, downloading the Skype app. So maybe that's the thing. They just haven't made a good transition to mobile like other ones have. It's entirely possible. I guess guess getting away from the... um talking about you know how it stands now i guess some of the research that you did here um goes back to kind of its origins yeah yeah so for those of you that don't know what skype is i guess old people young people um it was a telecommunications application specializing in video chat and voice calls between computers tablets mobile devices uh and i guess it was on the xbox one uh, and mm. smartwatches over the internet. I've never tried to make a Skype call over a smartwatch. <laughs> Skype provides instant messaging services as well. Users can transmit video, audio, uh, or images, and also allows video conference calls, like you were saying. Mm. So yeah, it basically does everything that all the other video services do. do. And it did it a lot earlier than most I was going to say, and it was one of the first, um, if not probably the first for video calls. Mm-hmm. It was actually founded in 2003, Wow! Uh, so it's super duper old. It was founded by two guys, uh, Nicholas Zermstroen from Sweden and Janice Fries from Denmark. That's very fun. Yes. Um, it became a huge uh, video service to the point that eventually it attracted the attention of Microsoft, who bought Skype in 2011 for $8.5 billion dollars. I remember when that happened, but I don't remember it being that early. So, because I had yeah. been using Skype for a while before that happened. Yeah, I guess it was that long ago. It's, God, I think 10 years ago now. Up to that point, around 2010, 2011, uh, Skype had over 660 million users worldwide, with oh, wow. uh, an estimated 300 million that were active every month, going all the way up to August 2015. So. Basically, yeah, they they had a growing uh, user base really up until about, you know, 2015, 2016. So I guess uh, the whole reason we're talking about Skype largely is the, the sound design. Yeah, right? yeah. We're not just here to talk about the history of Skype. That would be boring in and of itself. Um, what, since we're a funk show, we talk about music and sound. So we wanted to talk about the sound design of the app because it's actually kind of interesting up until that point, until Skype was was around, you know, a lot of apps made, you know, noises and chimes and dings and, and things to get your attention, but they were always very computery. Even like, you know, the AOL startup sound or the AIM startup sound, like, they're recognizable, but they're very dot-com era, you know? That, that it, it feels very much like, ooh, my computer, my my computer is making a noise. Like how high tech am I? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I guess <laughs> my Skype impression could... of an early two thousands 
PC user. <laughs> I'm on the computer. I'm downloading. I'm a computer. So Skype kind of wanted to re-envision that idea of like how computers get people's attention with sound and wanted it to be a lot more of a, a friendly thing, I guess. Something pleasant to hear and not just like jarring computer buzz and jargon and sounds and boops. The, we, uh, Peter, you actually stumbled upon an article from The Verge that we're probably going to be citing here pretty heavily, mm-hmm. but credit where credit is due, I guess, talking about Skype's sound design uh, from, the, from the perspective of a 2015 refresh that they did on pretty much their whole sound, I guess, library. And in the article, they talk about, you know, the, their original sound design that they did for the for the app, and then obviously their kind of reboot of it uh, back in 2015, post mm-hmm. um, Microsoft buyout. So, in order to do that, they uh, actually approached a uh, s- sort of what's called a sonic branding agency uh, that was based in New York mm-hmm. called Listen. Sonic branding—that's interesting. I would, yeah, I wouldn't think there would be like a a large market for providing that service, but I mean, obviously. Skype is a pretty big client. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You you would think something like that would all be you know done in house, right? But I guess they reached or, or out to part this. of part of some branding agency that isn't specifically about audio. That's interesting. True. Yeah. Good point. Um. So so yeah, they reached out to this branding, this sound branding agency called Listen, and the founder, one of the co-founders of Listen, uh, Steve Milton. He co-founded the company in 2012, uh, said that he owed a big part of his career to actually being on an airplane trip. And when the airplane speakers dinged to tell the passengers that they had reached cruising altitude, um, Steve Milton noticed that the chord that they were playing was a minor chord. And uh, we have a quote from him here. He says, quote, I remember being scared and interpreting it as a negative thing because everyone in Western culture understands a minor chord to be sad. And I remember thinking, why that sound? Who made that decision? Why is it that way? So hmm. he basically got bummed out on a plane ride because of a sad chime and started a career from it. Huh. Which is kind of it's interesting. Interesting origin story for that. Yeah, so so the Steve Milton guy from Listen, he was the guy that kind of like originally spearheaded um, Skype's I guess we'll call it design or sound design. Sound design, I guess. Yeah, sound design. And then for this new refresh in 2015, Skype approached um, uh, has an, had a new design director, Steve, also named Steve, Steve Pierce. So Steve Pierce, working with Steve Milton, very confusing, I know. Um, basically, uh, pushed forward this sort of refresh of um, Skype's sound profile but um the original sounds for skype that were done before 2015 were also recorded by an outside studio called soundtree music and they said back when they were trying to design those original sounds they wanted to kind of get away from this the the chintzy cell phone ring because in even in 2003 cell phone ringtones had started to become ubiquitous and each you know brand of cell phone had their own special ringtone and they were all very jarring back then like i don't know if you remember like the old nokia ringtones and stuff 
they said that they actually kind of wanted to make a chime for the video call that wasn't what they called an earworm, wasn't something that they got stuck in your head. Because usually things that get stuck in your head are things you don't want stuck in your head because they're annoying. Which is sort of interesting because you would think like as a branding agency or even just as the company itself, they would you'd think they would want it to be something recognizable that people would think of or remember. But it sounds like they kind of wanted it to have a function but not be obtrusive to the experience, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, it's like they wanted something recognizable to their brand but not something that was jarring or something that jolted you into action. Like, oh, I gotta answer my phone, it's ringing. Uh. They opted to use um, original sounds, like real recorded, real-world sounds, uh, as the basic building block elements. I have a quote here. It says, quote, All the actual components were recorded organic sounds, like wind, water, pops, people's voices, says uh, Steve Pierce. Wind, he says provided the white noise in a notification. A bubble pop could be recorded from a ketchup bottle, a glass, or a human gasp or gulp. Quote, We don't like the technical things, even though we are a technical company, he says. So, they they kind of, like, approach the sound, like, natural sounds that are pleasant to the human ear to kind of create their uh, ringtone and notification noises rather mm. than things that sounded a lot more digitized or digital, like cell phones did at the time so i thought that was kind of interesting yeah huh. you you found uh, a clip of the original ringtone that was obviously uh spearheaded by this sound tree music before it uh got revamped in 2015 so let's play a little clip of the original skype ringtone Two thousand three called. They want your MySpace password. <laughs> the weird thing about hearing this is that it doesn't feel like like oh yeah I remember this. It's just like I feel like I heard this just last week. And yeah, that's and we'll get into that a little bit. But yeah, the the difference between the old ringtone and the new ringtone when you put them side by side, it is noticeable, but it's not like yeah. a complete departure. And I think they did that on purpose. They didn't want to completely like rebrand themselves. They just wanted like. A sort of modern update, almost like how right. Apple, you know, will incrementally update the look of their app icons, but they're not like jarring refreshes very often. Soundtree, so they developed the original sound design in the beginning of Skype, it sounds mm-hmm. like. And, and then, then and then listen. Listen uh, was kind of the more modern, okay, we're now we're trying to you know, my Microsoft bought us a few years ago, we're trying to rebrand a little bit. Exactly, um, and so th- and this is Steve and Steve. Yeah, that's uh, that's okay. why I, I, even when I was figuring this out, this out, I was getting confused with the two names. So once these these natural sounds were recorded, the the sounds were layered on top of each other, sort of creating something abstract but acoustically naturally sounding. So it's recognizable to 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 the human ear, but not like a bird call or something. You know, they're right. layered on top of each other to sound unique. I mean, it is computery sounds, but I, it's more organic, certainly, than what you would hear from, like, you know, Windows 2000 or something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. 
and arguably Skype's most memorable uh, element, as we had, as we just played, is their uh, five-beat incoming call noticed, which is mixed from recordings of uh, human breath, water, and voices. Hmm. It's kind of creepy. I didn't know that. On that note, yeah, I mean, it, it is interesting how they, I guess they purposely didn't make it sound like a phone call. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and I don't know for sure, that they were kind of going down the same sound path that Apple was at the time, where they were trying to figure out like how to make their OS sound pleasant. And I yeah. think, at least in the mid-2000s or early and mid-2000s, I gotta admit, Apple's stuff sounded much more pleasant than Windows. Windows finally eventually caught up and caught on to like, hey, we have to make our stuff sound good, not just look right. good. But... I remember yeah, I'd agree with you on that. Mid two thousands Macs sounded so much nicer just to you yeah. know maneuver in than PCs did at the time. So yeah, the the uh, I have a quote here about the ringtone uh, from uh, I think it's the the Steve Pierce, not Steve Milton or Matt or Madden. Uh, I'm says, sure you listeners will forgive us if we get that mixed up. Touche. He said, "Quote." If you actually ask people to hum or sing the Skype ringtone, they can't, except me. We uh, do it all the time. I know, right? Uh, they can't accurately, says Pierce. We did that on purpose because we don't want it sticking. So kind of going back to the idea of they want something that's recognizable but not memorable, which is kind of a, w- a weird uh, differentiation. Well, it's possible that w- you and I have just been using it for so many years that it can't help but be memorable. Touché. For someone who had only been using it for a few months, yeah, I mean, it's possible that they would forget what it sounds like. Yeah. Steve Milton, the, the head of Listen, who was doing the refresh uh, of their sound branding, said, quote, The old brand director would talk about how whenever sc- the Skype ringtone would occur, his kids would come running in, and they would anticipate seeing or hearing Grandma. Uh, quote, having that That's sound... That's the sound that Grandma makes. Having that sound and knowing... Uh, and association is important, so we don't want to lose the essence of that. Huh. So kind of rehashing this over, uh, basically, they wanted it to be a call to action uh, from a technological standpoint, but not be abrasive or annoying. Yeah. So, Well, in that, that real-world scenario was an interesting bit of inspiration, I guess, for not changing it dramatically. Yeah, as they were the kids it. are going to yeah. be like, who is that? That's not grandma. <laughs> kill it, kill it. <laughs> kill it with fire. <laughs> um, so yeah, in general, um, Steve Pierce, the old director, uh, says that the platform is more about evolution than sudden change, uh, but that he would speculate on the future. It sounds radically different. Quote, in many ways, my mission at Skype is to move away from what we call the calling paradigm. He imagines a world where you can connect with people instantly instead, much like me simply lifting up my head and seeing you straight away. So, Which would kind of do away, like, from, do away with the whole idea of a ringtone at all, because the call would just start. It wouldn't. There wouldn't be like a waiting period. Yeah. I guess. That'd be, that's kind of interesting. I don't know how that would work, because like, what happens if you're getting a call from someone and you just don't want to pick up? Like, Are they going to create well, a paradigm where just, they just pop up on your computer? <laughs> I don't know. Asking? I I I I feel like we pretty much are at a point where we can instantly connect with someone via you know virtual call if we want to. Mm-hmm. But the ringtone 
buffer is like you said it's it gives someone a chance to say fuck off or acknowledge that it's happening that they're getting a call and then they can choose whether to answer or not it's not it's not like a loading time that needs to happen for the call yeah yeah exactly it's it's not it's not like a, a limitation of the uh of the software or technology it's meant yeah. as a social cue to be like yes i want to talk to this person no i don't so i mean this this calling paradigm as he calls it i mean it's almost more of like a it would also more re- require more of a social shift yeah, rather than exactly like just a technological one but you know it's sort of an interesting idea i guess exactly I found a clip of the 2018 ringtone. You'll see it sounds similar to the original we played, but more pleasant, I guess. That makes sense. It's funny because the the transition from these ringtones obviously happened during our funk lifespan, but I can't recall exactly when it happened. Uh, I mean, if you had asked me before doing this episode, if you had asked me when that happened, I would have said within the last few years. So 2018 roughly sounds right. Mm-hmm. Both Steve Pierce and Steve Milton, uh, obviously recognized the fact that the reason people liked Skype's alerts wasn't the sound themselves, it was what the Skype call represents. Quote, It happens in the comfort of people's homes. It's a very intimate event, generally speaking, uh, with your loved ones. I guess that's interesting. I mean, I wouldn't, as as someone who's been using it for, I would say, well over 10 years now, I wouldn't say, like, I hear the Skype ringtone. I'm like, ooh, Skype. Or, ooh, I get to talk with my friends. It's more just like, okay, this is the sound that I usually hear when I'm calling, you know, Kyle or whoever on Skype. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't feel like I have a, like a personal attachment to it or anything. No, I do. I do find it interesting just from a historical perspective. I feel like they were kind of at the forefront of like, Hey, let's make computers sound pleasant and not just beep boop boxes. Right. And now and, you know, it, everything in, has a pleasant so- sound. So. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, that's a good point. I mean, like, I feel like, good UI sound design is so taken for granted these days that like, and it's also one of those things with, as with a lot of UI stuff that, you know, it's not supposed to be conscious for the user. It's supposed to be seamless. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, so I guess in, in addition to kind of pioneering video calls and all that, it sounds like they were also kind of pioneering uh, good sound design as well. Not to say they were the first by any means, but it's interesting that they had that much thought put into it, mm. which is more than I would have ever guessed. Yeah, exactly. Really, now that I think about it, though, a lot of apps just really don't make noise anymore. They don't like. Yeah, it's like because I everyone the same thing. everyone knows how like touch interfaces work. There's no need to have like an auditory cue. Uh, saying like yes i pressed this button because it made a noise i wonder if haptic feedback kind of replaced it almost yeah exactly exactly so hmm. yeah maybe maybe programming sounds or kind of a, is kind of a going by the wayside as people interact more and more with by touch with things so they yeah. don't need sort of feedback that i yes, also I, wonder yes, I clicked this 
Yeah, so I mean, I if I were to guess, I would say that like haptics slash touch has kind of replaced sound almost from a mobile application standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also wonder if that also was partially because, you know, in the last 10 years or so, you ha- you've had more of the mobilization of like music streaming platforms and stuff. And so the more people have used their mobile devices for music, you don't want other sounds like necessarily interrupting that experience. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So maybe more app makers are just like, well, you know, it's not really necessary and people might just shut off the sounds anyway. So yeah. I don't know. That's just that's more of a guess, but that's a good point because I know for a fact if I'm like streaming music or watching YouTube and some other tab makes noise, I get annoyed. <laughs> and I'm like, where's it coming yeah. from? I have to stop it. <laughs> so yeah, I mean I guess more so than I've ever really realized consciously is that Skype has had a lot of thought put into um I guess just kind of its user experience and user interface in general mm-hmm. with you know that recognizable but not too recognizable ringtone being I guess kind of the more iconic part of it that people might consciously think of more so than the other stuff. I don't know. That's sort of interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um interesting to nerds like me. Um mm-hmm. I guess let us know listeners on facebook.com slash get your funk if you still use Skype or if you use other video chat programs like zoom or facetime or if you want to be a real fanboy or fangirl go to getyourfunk.com and listen to our other episodes and pay us money through our tip jar what was i gonna say oh another episode we did a long time ago that is kind of a similar era um was the when we did about like the age of ringtones oh yeah that was a fun episode that was fun yeah, so that was, uh, so I just typed in ringtone on getyourfunk.com, listeners. Uh, it was episode 201. So that was l- longer ago than I realized. It was over, yeah. over, over 100 episodes ago now. <laughs> uh, it was probably before the Skype refresh. Uh, it was in late 2017, so actually, I think so. Nice. Hmm. Well, we've been talking for a while, listeners, and you've been listening for a while, and we hope you listen for a while more. Just keep listening even after we even after the episode ends. Never stop listening. Uh, so yeah, this has been your host Kyle, and this has been your host Peter. Thanks for being listeners. We have been talking. Bye. Bye. We love you. <laughs> <laughs>